Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Breaking news, breaking news. Here we go again. Your boy Smitty has been talking about this for a while. A lot of people are are staying away from this. A lot of people are acting like Alvin Kamara is out of the woods. And while we have nothing officially concrete in terms of change in the NFL stance on Alvin Kamara's potential situation here where he uh, assaulted a man with his friends, beating a man allegedly um, unconscious and while the man was on the ground unconscious, allegedly kicking him. Footage, full footage is not leaked yet. Although these footage, these things always tend to leak. These things always tend to get out. The full video tends to get out when there's a, a high profile profile person, and this thing is is tried in the public opinion in the in the eye of the public. And so here we are. Here we are again. Alvin Kamara. Uh, the breaking news here today is that Tony Busby has decided to represent the victim of the alleged assault involving Alvin Kamara. Tony Busby is the attorney that represented all of the victims in the Deshaun Watson case that settled with Deshaun Watson. The NFL has to absolutely hate the idea of this man not going away. Tony Busby's got to be one of the worst nightmares of the NFL. Let's get to it. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So a lot of Alvin Kamara drafters are going to come in hot defending Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's fine. He's going to be fine. Look, I've been telling you to avoid Kamara unless you're drafting him in the in round three. This news that Alvin Kamara was going to not be likely to face a suspension in 2022 because of the hearing being pushed forward. This narrative that was painted by people that didn't know what they were talking about. I've had two attorneys on my show to break down the potential risk. Tony, the attorney, our, our, our regular Tony, the attorney, the regular man, the man that comes in, the man of the people. He's a man of the people. This attorney comes in and drops his knowledge on us on the regular. He said Alvin Kamara is too risky, is too risky. People acting like this thing was, was completely over that it was going to be pushed into 2023. Tony Busby representing the victim is bad for the NFL. It's bad for Alvin Kamara. When I say bad, I don't mean bad because of you know his involvement in trying to get justice for the individual, but in terms of like this guy is a he, he's gonna cast a big spotlight on this thing. And and this this is from Pro Football Talk. It says Tony Busby represent uh to represent the victim of the alleged assault involving Alvin Kamara. A civil lawsuit is being prepared. So let me break this down because a lot of people don't tackle this the way that your boy Smitty does. I have attorneys on. Um, I have individuals that come on and break this down. And there's a lot of things that need to be talked about here. Number one, there's no settlement in criminal court. Okay, this is being brought forward in a couple different ways. Number one, a civil Action is potentially being brought forward. A civil lawsuit potentially being filed for monetary value. A lot of people are saying, oh, he'll settle. He'll plea out of these criminal charges. That's not the way it works. In the in the case of the, the criminal side of this, 
if he was to plead out at all, and we got confirmation from Baked In Boys, our other uh, attorney that jumps on here and broke it down in tremendously good detail. Where's our Baked In Boys sound? Baked In Boys, an attorney, I believe in, I believe he's in, where's he, is he in Ohio? I'm blank, I'm, I'm mixing up Tony and him. Tony's in Ohio. Uh, Baked In Boys came in and, and told us and broke it down in tremendous detail that any kind of plea, with, with if the video is as bad as we are hearing it is, any kind of plea is going to result in an NFL suspension, most likely. You can't plea your way out of a severe beating and assault and, and skate away without any kind of ramifications from the NFL. That's that's number one. Everybody thinking this thing's going to get pleaded out and settled on, not on the criminal side. It's That's not the way it works. If there's enough evidence, then the only thing a plea can do is try and plead down. It's not going to plead down until a misdemeanor. It's not going to plead down to something that's not going to have ramifications by the NFL. Any plea agreement is to be, it's going to be to try and avoid jail time. Like a plea agreement, and, and, and again, this is all my opinion, but I'm gathering a bunch of, of very knowledgeable individuals together to collectively come up with a, a nice educated guess for all of you to kind of understand what's going on. The video isn't out. Everybody keeps saying, isn't the video already out? It's not. Go look for it. There's a lot of videos of people with still shots or footage of them maybe pre, uh, pre-fight. The full footage of the video is not out. And if this thing gets out, the full video, the full video gets leaked. It's bad. And I, I have it on good authority for multiple people that they've had individuals that have seen the video talk to them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And they said it's bad. It's bad. Everything you're hearing is is likely true based on the individuals that I've talked to that this video is look it looks so bad. There's no there's no plea. There's no plea that's gonna result in him not seeing a suspension by the NFL. So here's the question. Yeah, once the video leaks, he's done. Here's the question. D- does the NFL sit back? And do nothing until 2023. This is what Adam Schefter is going to tell you. And, and do I know for certain that Alvin Kamara will be suspended in 2022? No, I don't. This is all me trying to paint a picture for you, gather as much information as I can, and then and then and then come in and, and try and uh, decipher this the best way I can and give you a projection. Okay, the NFL is going to have a stance of we will 
let the legal process play out before we di- divvy out punishment, deliver punishment, right? What what does the NFL have the ability to do if things get too messy from a PR perspective? Put him on paid leave. Take him out of action, not punish him. Just say, hey, you're going to go handle this in court. You're going to go on paid leave. Here you go. This is not punishment. We won't actually suspend you unless discipline, you know, we won't hand out discipline unless you are convicted in a court of law. This is not, you're not going to be convicted in the court of public opinion. However, the NFL, the optics of this thing, we can't have you go out onto the field on Sunday and then go into the courtroom Monday through Friday and drag the NFL through this spotlight over and over and over. The NFL will be put in a position at some point to make a decision. Do we take you out of action, paid leave, we're not disciplining you yet, and let you go take care of business, come back, we're open arms as long as you're innocent, open arms, and we'll let you back in and everything will be good and good to go. I realize that is punishment in the eyes of Kamara. His, his, he's not getting any younger. Being removed from the field for a significant amount of time will hurt his potential career. I mean, that that's, that's for sure, but that's indirectly are they going to punish him? Not until it all plays out. Now, here's what everybody's going to tell you. Adam Schefter, everybody that's reporting on this from a casual perspective. Oh, the hearing got pushed forward 60 days. The trial can't even begin till a lot later, which means the trial can't conclude. And there's no way the trial is going to conclude until into 2023 and after the NFL Super Bowl. A casual is going to tell you that. And a casual is going to say to themselves... That means he's since they're going to sit back and not dish out discipline, there's nothing that's going to happen to him. He's good to go. Not true. Because if the, the video leaks, he's removed from the field. Even if it's paid leave, which is not considered dishing out discipline. Removing him paid leave is the NFL getting rid of a problem. So... These video that that's that's number one, okay? Busby, this is the NFL's worst nightmare. Tony Busby representing the victim. This is the same attorney that represented all the Deshaun Watson Watson victims that settled. And in this this report by uh, Florio says the Saints. This is uh, this was uh, the other day that he wrote this. The Saints running back Alva Kamara is bracing for an eventual six-game suspension and, more immediately, a lawsuit. Uh, the lawsuit is officially on the way. The lawsuit being that the, the civil lawsuit for the monetary damages. Now, what happens if he pleads out of the criminal charges? Which there's a video for it, okay? This isn't like it's alleged he said, he said, there's a video of the assault, okay? If he was to plea out, which isn't something that the defendant necessarily has full control of, if he's to plea out, what happens? He's playing out to avoid jail time or playing out. It's not going to be a good plea that the NFL says, oh, you're good to go. This isn't, a, this isn't that kind of plea. That's not what happens in the criminal side. And we talked to Baked In Boys who discussed this, and he's an attorney, discussed this from the, the financial level from this criminal side. If he did plea out and there were damages, like medical damages, he you could go after medical 
damages in this plea, in this criminal side, be awarded medical uh, amount of money for the medical bills and such. The civil side's completely different. When people say he'll settle, that's on the civil side. That has nothing to do with the criminal side. It's amazing that people are out here reporting on this. Like, I'm not saying I know everything, and I might be reporting something wrong right now, and I'll be happy to come back and say, actually, I had that part wrong. But I've had two attorneys on to try and bring you guys the best information I can because no one else is doing it that I can find. And you got someone like Adam Schefter coming out and saying, hey, guess what? He's not going to probably face a suspension in 2022 because the trial won't conclude until after the Super Bowl and the league's going to stand back. That's not that's not necessarily how it's going to play out. The NFL will take action, even if it's not discipline, if the spotlight gets too bright. There's a lot of negative press surrounding the NFL right now. If this video leaks, he's removed from the field. He's removed from the field. The moment the full video leaks, he's removed from the field. So... In the plea, as far as admission, there are ways that you can plea out to a much lesser degree, right? But you're going to be, yes, in some form, some way, going to be looked at by the NFL as a, 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 an offense that's worthy of being suspended. So, I, I I'll, I'll say this to everybody. If you're drafting soon, you better package in the same amount of risk the same amount of risk that you were packaging in when you were expecting a six game suspension will alvin kamara start week 1 it's possible what if the video leaks before then when did the videos leak cuz a lot of people say things like smitty if the video was going to leak it would have already leaked are you out of your mind what do you mean there's no there's no blueprint for when someone decides to release something they shouldn't release it's done sometimes who knows how but in a very coincidental time frame that helps the trial when you're being tried in the court of public opinion these videos always get leaked cream hunt video leaked ray rice video leaked and 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 tony and baked in boys both said the the odds of this video being leaked are very high if you're going to draft alvin Kamara in the next couple weeks and and if you drafted him already and you took him at like 2.1 then i i can't help you because i tried to say this from the beginning I've, i've been screaming this for months and everybody just keeps going off the Schefter report. Oh, he's probably not going to get suspended this year. Complete guesswork. I mean, I'm doing guesswork here. I'm doing guesswork here too. But I'm trying to gather as much information as I can. And and and, and the only people are going to come in here and say that a suspension is going to for sure happen in 2023 and not 2022. They're Camara owners. They already own Camara. They already own Camara. Video leaks, he's done. The spotlight gets too bright, he's put on paid leave, which isn't considered discipline. And the NFL is going to do it to get him off the field and to show that they're doing something. Busby just upped the ante 
in terms of that because now Busby, you know, is coming with the spotlight. You know Busby. Busby's already calling for immediate action. This is the report that was on Mike Florio wrote. And I'll I'll read it to you here. Currently, um, the authorities in Las Vegas are considering charges against Camara. Uh, Saeed, thank you. I appreciate those super chats. I'm going to read them in just one second, guys. Um, are considering charges against Kibera and the others who took part in the brutal beating. The Busby law firm is actively collecting information regarding the assault. And again, this is from Pro Football uh, Talk, uh, Mike Florio. And has asked that the witnesses who have any information come forward. It has been reported that the assault was caught on security camera. So... Obviously, we know that there's a there's footage of it that exists. A lot of people keep saying this over and over. It's already out. The video already leaked. No, it didn't. Stop saying that. <laughs> there are people that have had still shots and talked about it in videos, and people are misremembering. Full video has not been leaked. Once it's leaked, Kamara's done. The attack on Mr. Green was unprovoked and extremely violent, says Busby. We called on the appropriate uh, uh, authorities to exact swift punishment against all parties involved in the attack. We also encourage the NFL to take immediate action as appropriate. We will make Mr. Green available to the authorities and the NFL to the extent they wish to speak to him. If Have we not learned one thing? The NFL will do an independent investigation, most likely, very soon. And anybody that thinks this is going to blow over to 2023 because the trial got, the the hearing got delayed. You you already own Camara. You're you're an Alvin Camara owner. If you already own Alvin Camara, I understand where you're coming from. But let's not, let's not, let's not act like just because this trial can't conclude until 2023 that nothing's going to happen. You're taking a huge risk. You either already took it and that's why you're defending it. If you are defending it, I'm not saying anybody in here is defending it yet. I haven't even read the chat. But but if you think the NFL is not going to take action if this thing gets bad and put them on paid leave, you're very optimistic. And I think if you don't package in six games like we were originally doing all offseason long, Especially the six games could come at the end of the season. Or middle, he could be raptured. If he gets raptured from the middle of the year, he's not coming back. So, we'll take some uh, some voicemails. This one's from Kenny. Hey, Smitty, just want to make sure we're on the same page that not having a team star running back in the lineup is a good thing for a possession wide receiver like Olave. This could really help him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would say that's for sure. I, I think that that if a team like the Saints are are down and they're throwing the whole the ball a whole lot more. I, I could see I could see it helping Alave, sure, but I don't think it's an easy formula to to use and apply to any situation. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have a fully functioning offense that moves the football down the field for Alave than to have no Alvin Kamara. 
honestly. I, I, I you know, like quarterbacks go down, oh, they're going to run the ball more. I, I don't, I don't prescribe to a team being hampered to helping a player's fantasy value. I think usually it goes the wrong direction. Um, so, okay, so hold on one second. We got people in here. I don't. I don't know if they're talking to me or talking in the way that they're talking to other individuals. But when you come in here and you tell people to, you know, curse word, you know, whatever curse word, curse word, you're going to be removed. So, a couple of you are are, are gone. You don't come in here and talk to other people that way. I, I mean, you might be talking to me that way. I don't really care as much if you're talking to me that way. But you come in and you start talking to other people in the chat that way. It's not the way we roll. Uh, let's see here. Tony Jones have any value? Who knows, bro? Who knows? I, honestly, I don't know if Tony Jones or Ingram, if Ingram can even handle the workload. Not not only are we not there yet, because Kamara is not suspended, we don't have any kind of for sure anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not recommending going out and getting or preparing for a Mark Ingram or some kind of savior running back situation to emerge from this. I'm not even there yet. We're so far away from that. No, no way. I'm even like going there right now. There's no benefit if they traded for Kareem Hunt, you know, or they traded for a player like that. Then we have a whole different ball game and discussion to have, you know. But I would definitely say. Uh, I would definitely say that if you're preparing to draft Kamara in 2022 and upcoming drafts, you want to take him at a at a value that anticipates a good six-game suspension like you were previously. So that means bo- bottom of round, like you better be at the top of round three or somewhere like that, not not top of two. He, he went in the first round. I think I think I saw a couple a couple big analysts drafting him in round one. Uh, over the weekend, which was absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy, um, and then people people have been drafting him at the top of two constantly, and I just scratched my head, just scratched my head. Is there a, is there a chance that he doesn't see a single game suspension in twenty twenty two? Absolutely, but w- what does that roulette wheel look like? What does the roulette wheel look like for Alvin Kamara? If we were to go draw that roulette wheel, if we were to sit here and go, okay, here's Alvin Kamara's roulette wheel. This is Kamara. And he had all these slots here. How many of these are going to be green check marks? Like, oh, he's a home run. How many are there? How many of them are going to be risk? Complete risk boxes. And how many of them will be, okay, he plays, you know, 10, 12 games. Like Alvin Kamara's roulette wheel, this ball bouncing around, there's a high probability it lands in a in a spot with an X. Like if we were to equate it to a roulette wheel, he's got a lot of X's on these spots, people. I understand that it could land right here in a green checkmark box. I get that there's an opportunity for Alvin Kamara to get out of this without any suspension in 2022. That 
possibility exists. You need to know that. I'm not sitting here talking from a place of certainty. I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. No one could possibly know whether Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended or not. But when Busby gets involved, when Alvin Kamara's, the footage could leak at any moment. And as soon as that video is out, he is done. That video is so gruesome from people I trust that have talked to people that have seen it. And of course, you got a source and a source. I, I get all that. That's why That's why this is not an X's across the board where Alvin Kamara's like done for sure. There's there's a potential that the people reporting on the video are wrong. There's a potential the video won't leak. There's a potential that the NFL just sits back and does nothing, even if it looks bad, and, and he plays all of 2022. There are opportunities on this roulette wheel where I'm going to be not wrong in a sense, but I'm going to be too overly cautious on him, and someone that drafts him at 2.2 wins their league. Is there that opportunity and chance? Absolutely. It's on the wheel. There's a certain amount of spots on the roulette wheel if we were to equate Alvin Kamara's odds of playing and not playing to a roulette wheel. There's a certain number of spots where he could be fine. But I'm telling you right now, there's an uncomfortable amount of risks and X's on this roulette wheel for me to be drafting him as a high second round pick. Let's open up uh, the phone lines and, and take some of your phone calls and talk about this. We're, we're trying to stay on this topic for the, the moment. I know some of you might have fantasy questions, but you want to talk about this, call in, keep it clean. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Down 602 NFL. Down. So we will be talking about Lamar, or Lamar, I saw Lamar in the chat, Kamara, dial in if you want to discuss, and we will break it down the best we can. Again, nothing really has changed at all, officially, in the eyes of the NFL or anything, but Tony Busby will represent, uh, reportedly, the victim of the alleged assault involving Alvin Kamara and his friends that that beat this guy up. So, uh, allegedly. We don't know about Mark Ingram, Daryl. It's it's tough to know. I mean, is he the guy to own right now? Maybe. But will that change? Will they trade for a player? We don't know. So, where do I take him? I mean, if I take him at all, I'd take Alvin Kamara in literally one league. One league. One league. And if I took him in one league, I'm taking him like, I don't know, somewhere in round three. Like middle of three, top of four. And he's not going to fall there. So I'm, I'm probably not going to own him. A lot of it's, it's just about a better player. There are better players to take. Hope everyone in the chat is having a great day, says Kurt. <laughs> Not not Camara drafters, but I mean this was already known. Your boy Smitty's come out here for a month straight beating this drum. And here we are. Look, I I hope I, I hope I don't know what I hope, because I don't want I don't want to say I hope anything good if this is 
you know, all true, which I believe it is, because there's a video for it. Um, so, so I'm not going to say I hope it works out for Camaro. I, I, I hope it works out for the way it's supposed to work out. Um, but, but as for, as for Ingram, I don't know. Ingram, Ingram's a tough player to rank right now. Cause we don't know what his status is going to be a, you know, a, a, a month from now. We don't know what his availability is going to be, his ability to play full, full games. And, and not, not to mention there's a chance that if anything happens to Camara, it's not in week one. So it could be so far from this point. We, we can't really talk about who's going to be the backup if it's Tony Jones or, or who, who, whatever player could be traded for. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty, it's Jake. What's up, Jake? Yes, just just another day. I'm I'm actually out of Boston, Massachusetts. I figured I'd let you know because I know oh. you're trying to kind of get a feel from where yeah, I'm Boston. Okay, from. nice. We got a lot of East Coast people. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And just adding to the numbers, honestly. It's funny, too, because I remember you saying, like, when you go live, it's pretty late out here. But I guess I guess the hardcore fans are definitely on the East Coast, eh? Yep. So what you got? Anyway, um, I just I just wanted to uh, talk about the Kamara situation because a lot of my friends I'm drafting with are pretty high on Kamara, especially since it's a PPR setting. But I'm kind of with you. I feel like, you know, for a guy whose ADP is at 9 right now on ESPN – the risk is just way too high for me. And I know, like, the video could, could get leaked by prosecution. It's looking even more likely that's probably going to happen. Yeah, Busby. During the season. Yeah, I'm not saying Busby himself. Well, like, I'm not trying to, like. <laughs> but, like, this guy is a good attorney. You know, he, he knows how to use the media. And he knows how to use the momentum of things. He knows how to space out <laughs> bad news, essentially. You know, and when things would get better for for Watson, another bomb would drop, and so this is the NFL's worst worst nightmare. You know, because this guy this guy makes a splash. Yeah, and to me, I don't even really think Kamara is a first round value, like especially on that offense. So I I don't know. It's just not really worth it for me. Would I maybe consider him like third round value? I mean, that's probably where I'd be comfortable taking him. But, like, at this point, I feel like the ADP rising is just so detached from what his true value is. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Well, I mean, if, if let's say Alvin Kamara was cleared of all charges or whatever. Like, let's say the video came out and, and he shook his hand. and Like, this isn't it. This didn't happen. <laughs> like, let's just say, in a fairy tale world. Uh, he would be, in my eyes... Easily worth a late first round pick. Easily. Now, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of good players that, that even if Alvin Kamara is healthy on the field playing a full season, that can give him a run for his money. Javon, like, I'd rather have Javante. I'd rather have Javante over mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, even if Alvin Kamara were cleared of all the charges. You can disagree with that. You can act like that's you know, crazy early and, and you haven't, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Javante. I don't care. I know what I see in Javante and I trust in Javante. As for, you know, Swift and, and Chase and all of these individuals that, that, that are arguable over Camara anyway, like, I don't think he passes any of those guys 
just because he's cleared of charges or something. But the bottom line is, he's not going to be cleared of the charges. And even if he pleads out, and I've had two attorneys on to explain this, but you have people like Schefter dropping, you know, the news as if as, as if they've. I mean, I'm not saying Schefter is not bright. I'm not saying Schefter hasn't talked to the right people. But when when he says that most likely the suspension won't take, you know, be be considered in 2022 because the hearing was moved. You know, a, a trial beginning is bad enough PR that the NFL may act. Um, I, I just, I don't understand where, why people are drawing conclusions about him being suspended in 2023 when you, no one has any idea what's going to happen. And, and the videos always leak, man. The Ray Rice video leaked. Yeah. The Hunt video leaked. Busby's involved. <laughs> you know, like what, what, are, what do people think is going to happen? That this video is not going to leak if it's advantageous for the for the prosecution, it's going to leak. And and, I, and I've I've talked yeah. to individuals that I feel very comfortable with in terms of the knowledge of the possession of videos as as they 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 like change custody, you know. And it's not like they're on lockdown, bro. For the longest time, these videos are just they're they're not like they're not confined and in, 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 in held in like the the most secure way. You know, until they reach a certain party, it's like it, it's not what people think. Yeah, what really bothers me about like situations like this is NFL fans' disregard for the court of law. Like, I feel like, and I'm not sure what your take on the whole like Schefter drama over like the last few years and his reporting is, but like, I feel like people take like what Schefter and Rappaport say right off the bat as like gospel and they disregard what can happen in a court case. And to me, like, I don't know, like that almost feels disrespectful to the situation. We don't really know what's going to happen from this point on. It's like, okay, well, Schefter says this, it has to be true. That's not always the case. Yeah. And, and, you know, and and let me, let me also say I have respect for Schefter and Rappaport and let me also defend them in one way, even though I'm, I'm telling you, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, but like, when you report on as many things as, like, I report on or Schefter or, or, you know, like, I'm always talking about something, bro. Do you think I'm not putting my foot in my mouth or, you know, misunderstanding something? Like, I'm, I'm a human being, and I, I probably got some of this wrong, you know, the way I'm describing it. There's always going to be I, – I don't pretend to be a know-it-all in every facet of everything and and I try and gather as much as I can and the first thing I thought of is let's get my two attorney boys on here to talk about this situation rather than read Rappaport's tweet and say okay or Mm -hmm. Schefter's tweet and say this is the way it is you know like when they when when Schefter says oh uh, suspension is not likely in 2022 and everybody goes out and starts drafting I feel obligated to find out if that's true because in my own mind, without even talking to the two attorneys that we brought on the show, Tony and Baked In Boys, without bringing them on, my initial reaction is, okay, if this video leaks, he's done. <laughs> you know, without even talking to them. If the video leaks, he's done. And and this trial being moved forward, everybody thinking because the NFL traditionally wants to wait until things play out in court before they dish out discipline, the fact that people take that as they won't paid put them on paid leave is crazy because they don't mm-hmm. want bad press. They can't afford it. And, and if this guy is going to go out and, and beat someone unconscious with his friends and then reportedly we got to see the video, which I'm sure will leak, kick him 
And I, I believe the report is, and we don't know if this is true yet, it's reported that he may have kicked the individual at least one time, his individuals also kicking the guy while he was unconscious on the ground. And there's reports, I don't know if they're true, they're reports, we don't know how accurate anything is, we don't have the footage in front of us, that that Kamara might have attacked him or striked him eight times or more. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, and the story is, and we don't know if this is true because we don't have the video, but there's probably some kind of altercation. If I had to guess, the guy was heckling Kamara verbally. If I had to guess, you know, where, where he's like, you know, blah, 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 you you did this, you're, you're you know, whatever. And then Kamara probably had enough. And I, I don't blame him for having enough, but he put his hand on him, like put, like from reports, you know, take the next elevator, bro. And the guy, because Kamara put his hand on him, the guy slapped his hand away. And then as soon as he did that, Entourage and Kamara just started taking him down. You know, it's an unfortunate part of it, but I feel like, you know, when you are the public, the public, public figure, it doesn't exactly matter like what the other person does. It's, it's kind of like up to your responsibility and obligation to like, the conduct policies of the league conduct yourself in a way if that makes sense yeah so like regardless of what the other guy did i'm not saying it's going to be justified if we do get the footage what the other guy did but it's almost like the public won't care yeah but yeah i mean just my my advice to people is okay let me preface again in saying that i don't know how this is going to play out could he potentially not see a single game suspension in 2022 absolutely I got to get these super chats too. I'm sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Who's still here? I have a super chat from Saeed. JB just super chatted. And uh, uh, Rush Prime super chatted. Okay. Let me get to these. Rush, are you still here? Saeed, you're still here, right? And Michael, appreciate Michael. One of my OGs said, avoid, Camaro was an avoid for you going into the season. You'd rather have Brees Hall, Etienne, or Javante. Um, absolutely agree. And and I've said that for a while, even with Brees Hall. Like, I'd rather Brees Hall than Camara. And people are like, ah, what? And, and, and I think some people will still say that. But most people that say that already own some share of Camara, you know? Like, anybody coming in here that'll say the same casual, repeated line, it, the hearing was moved. Like you, that you come in and there, it's like capital letters. It's like, the hearing was moved. Don't you know? Nothing's gonna happen until 2023. That's the optimistic uh, Oscar coming in here. Optimistic Oscar, who's already drafted him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel bad for Oscar. I feel bad for that the Oscar coming in here because he already drafted. It's like what? Do, what do you expect? Like, I don't blame him. <laughs> All right, Jacob. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, he's already got his draft capital in there. And I am going to let you go, but uh, everyone slap that thumbs up button. Get the algorithm rolling. Slap it. The moon. Yeah, 79 people have slapped it, There's, but there's over 210 eyeballs in here. So we need some more slappage. All right, have a nice day, Smitty. Later, Jake. Thanks for calling. Call anytime. Jake from Boston. Um, okay, so Super Chat. Saeed, are you still here? 
I apologize. Rush, uh, Rush, I'm sorry I delayed on this. Saeed, I'm sorry. I appreciate your super chats. I don't want you guys to think, oh, I'm not super chatting Smitty again. He doesn't respond. I respond. I was just in the middle of a rant. Let's give Saeed and Rush Prime and Jeb the proper standing ovation for their super chats. Um, okay, let's get, uh, I'm going to get to your call in a second. I, I got to answer these super chats first. Hey, so, you know, this is like when you go to a, when you go to a, a, a restaurant and you're in line and you've been waiting. Hold on one second, bro. And you've been waiting and, and somebody's like calling on the phone. And the person that's been waiting in line in person has been patiently waiting. And the person that that helps that person puts that person in front of you when they're just calling. You know, they're like, hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. You've been waiting in line for 15 minutes. The person just called. How can I help you? <laughs> that's not me. I'm not doing that to Saeed. Hey, Smitty, I have Superflex Dynasty auction soon. How should I go about it? Uh, who to target? Roughly how much do I spend on who? Two stud QB uh, or what? So Superflex Auction. This is tough. I would say Davis Mills is your friend for your second quarterback. If it's a Superflex and not a mandatory two QB, you get a little more wiggle room and ability to to roll the dice on Davis Mills because if he doesn't work out, um, you know, so if he doesn't work out, then... That would be genius if that was Kamara's defense. Seriously, though, it should be. What should be his defense? Um, I'm going to say, thank you, Sawyer. I'm going to say, uh, definitely bid on one quarterback. Go after go after Burrow. Wait till Burrow is called out. Don't call Burrow out. Let people spend their money, Saeed. Don't be the guy that, that calls your favorite player out early on when people have money and then Burrow goes for $28 instead of you waiting until people spend all their dollars. Look, Burrow's the 7th or 8th rate quarterback in most formats. ESPN pre-rake list, 7th or 8th quarterback. What does that tell you? He's probably not getting called out by random Bob or random Joe. They're going to wait. They're going to be calling out Mahomes and Josh Allen and Herbert. Let everybody spend their money, bro. And then you swoop. And then when Burrow gets called out naturally by somebody deep into the draft, then he's going to go for like eight to ten dollars. Okay, so you get or in a super flex, probably go for like twenty. Maybe he will get called out more toward the beginning because of super flex, but he'll at least get called out after like six or seven quarterbacks get called out. I'd say in a super in a in a super flex, he goes for thirty dollars. Which is a steal in a super flex auction. I didn't mean to say twelve. I was thinking one QB. Still a little early for Smitty. Brain's not fully functioning. Um, but but I would say like get Burrow, get Jalen Hurts, get Trey Lance, get one of those guys, and then roll light as your QB two. Go after Davis Mills when everybody spent all their money and you saved a little bit, and you go after Davis Mills. Um, I'm going after. I'm going after Javante. I'm going after Brees Hall. I'm going after ETN. I'm going after Jamar Chase. Try and get Jamar Chase and Burrow. Then try and get some running backs in between ETN, Brees Hall. That's how I would attack that. But you really got to go with the flow. And don't sit out on guys like JT 
or Jefferson, just because you're not targeting them necessarily, or maybe you aren't, or maybe you are. Always be actively involved because somebody might let somebody go way too cheap, and you don't want to be sitting there going, why didn't anybody else bid? He got it for $52 instead of what should have been like 65 Always be active. Don't ever bid on a guy you're not willing to, to keep at that value, though. Because then that's how you get Dalvin Cook all of a sudden. You're like, I'm going to rack Dalvin Cook up. 75. And then nobody bids and you get Dalvin Cook for 75. Don't do that. Don't bid unless you're willing to own him. Um, JB, thank you for the super chat. If you've got a question, please ask me and I'll look for it. Appreciate you, JB. Uh, Rush Prime, please rate my team QB. Allen, wide receiver JJ, wide receiver 2 Gabe Davis. Running back 1, Brees Hall. Running back 2, Monty. I'm not big on Monty. Make sure you have Herbert, which you do have. Good job. Goddard flexes Stevenson, benches Pierce. Um, I like the team. I mean, Allen, JJ, uh, Hall, it's good. And, you know, Monty's the, the vulnerable part here. I think Monty is a very big risk, but you have Herbert, so you should be okay. But I would say if I'm you, I'm, I'm exploring the idea of trading, just exploring the idea of trading Josh Allen, if you can get yourself into a burrow and some. Now, what's that and some? It's got to be something significant. Or if you could get yourself into a Trey Lance and some, it'd have to be significant. Not a, a low-end running back too. I'm talking about a major upgrade. Um, like I would have rather had, instead of Josh Allen, I would have rather had a Tyreek Hill and then Joe Burrow later. That's why I say... Joe Burrow is the best value in fantasy football because it affords you the ability to get a Tyreek Hill around two or three wherever you're getting the, the Josh Allen value, you know, or an auction that Josh Allen dollars could equate to a wide receiver and then a very cheap quarterback. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big early quarterback advocate, but Joe Burrow is an early quarterback that's going in the late quarterback group. So this year's a little different. Uh, JB... I see your questions here. I got you. Um, so I'd say your team, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, Prime. You, you, you're sending the super chat not for me to, to, to grease the wheels. You want me to give you the honest feedback. You are one move away. You need one move. That one move could potentially come from your own bench, like Pierce rising up and being a top five to ten running back. Uh, Stevenson, same thing. That could come from your, your, your bench. Oh, you got Trey Lance. If this is two QB, then you're in a much better position. But if it's one QB, I trade Josh Allen and I keep Trey Lance. Trade Josh Allen if it's even possible for a player that would be drafted around him that I really, really like. You know, like would I take a would I take a a, a Javante Williams for Josh Allen? Absolutely. Would I give up something like Monty? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like get Lance and Javante into your lineup instead of Josh Allen and Monty. That's kind of where I'm where I'm headed with that. So that's where I would kind of take that if I'm you. You know, bring it to me. Maybe if you have questions, don't overpay, but you know what I'm saying. JB, two QB, Burrow, Stafford, Mills. I like the Mills pick. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? What's up, Smitty? It's Mike. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, Mike, hold on one second. Let me just get through the super chat. Hang tight. Uh, Adam, C.D. Lamb, St. Brown, Dobbs, love the Dobbs pick. Jonathan Taylor, Najee, Javante, what? Jonathan Taylor, 
Najee and Javante and Adams and CeeDee Lamb? What is this? What is this? Uh, is this one of those, like, you go to the sports bar and it's like, check all your favorite players and enter enter your best lineup? Like, what? This doesn't even have league mates in this league. There's no way this is even a two-person league. CeeDee Lamb, Adams, Burrow, Superflex. I mean, I, I, I don't know. JB, you probably got the first 10 out of 10 uh, grade on a team, which I'm not saying... I don't know how, I don't, again, I don't know if this is real. <laughs> I don't know, but if it is real, you get an absolute 10. You've just been Smitty Unbelievable. I don't, I got to get in some of these leagues. What's up? You said this is Mike? Yeah. Where are you calling from, Mike? Um, just, uh, just a comment on, on Camara. You know, I, I've done a couple mock drafts already and I've, I've seen him go as early as, you know, the top seven and as late as the second round. And to be honest with you, I, unless I'm getting Jonathan Taylor, I'm targeting either Chase or Jefferson. And between the two, I'm actually fading Chase because I I like the idea of having um, Higgins in the third round if possible. But for where, for where he's going, I mean, I've gotten – I've had drafts where I've got Jefferson and Debo, Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. You know, and I'd rather have more of a short thing than, you know, because you're right, as soon as this video drops, that's it. He's put on the exempt list, and you might as well just release him at that point. Yeah, hey, this is this is my boy, this is my boy Mike. Oh, okay. I didn't know this was you, Mike. I thought I thought this yeah. is just a, a regular, regular Mike, not a super Mike. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is a supersized, Mike. Um, appreciate you calling. Uh, I, you know, I agree with you. I, I disagree with the Jamar Chase thing. I love Jamar Chase, but but I I I get the look. The wind blows a certain way. JJ's my number one one moment. Chase is my number one another moment. But like Alvin Kamara and those guys, that's not even in the conversation. Like e- even if Kamara came out, it came out tomorrow that he was cleared of all charges. I'm still drafting both those guys over Kamara anyway. I think where I would, I think people are considering him, you know, maybe before this video, if you're watching this video at least, um, and people that aren't watching this video are still believing everything they're hearing from Schefter and everything. I think people are considering him around 2.1, 2.2. So Javante, and I think you know, I already read your comment, and I know your fantasy football tendencies because you're a monster, especially at trading and all that. Um, Javante, it, it's just not even close, you know, especially with the risk. Even if the risk was off the table, I'm still taking Javante over Camara. But with the risk on the table here, like, how are people even considering Alvin Camara over Javante? Even people not watching this video, like, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'd rather have Swift over oh, yeah. Camara at that point, too. I mean, Swift's I mean, a first they're, rounder. They're so, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what are you thinking right now? What are you thinking? Like late third round? Like I, I, I know you and I probably won't own Camara from this moment moving forward because we're gonna be so much further away from the ADP. There's just no way he's falling to us. But like, where would your line in the sand be right now in this moment, knowing what we know now, knowing Busby's now representing the victim, knowing that if the video leaked, he'd be done. Like, where would you take him in one league if you were going to, let's say, grab him? Would it be like 
you know, there's a lot of factors. It depends who I got from rounds one and two. But the way I've been drafting, if, if you're saying 3.5, I usually have two receivers by then. And honestly, as Kamara's my RB1, yeah, that looks good on paper. But with the thought of him just getting, you know, could be suspended at any point, I don't, I don't think. I don't think I touch him. The only way, the only way I'm drafting Kamara is if we know he's suspended for X amount of games and he falls where he can be. I can draft him as my RB three, RB four. Bro, that's that's the thing. And then it kind of levels the risk. And that's the thing. He was safer when people were expecting six to six games. You knew what you were dealing with. Right now, you don't know what you're dealing right. with. It could be a mid-season rapture that you're not prepared for ADP-wise. You're not prepared for in terms of your backups and your draft style. People are drafting Kamara under the assumption that they won't need him, you know, need somebody to step in for six, eight, ten games. They're drafting him under the assumption that everything's full go. Everything's normal. Not going to be a big deal. He's going to be out there. I'm going to have him the whole the whole season. If you think he's out, if you know for sure he's out eight games, that is safer than drafting him right now. You're right. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Like, I'd rather know what I'm dealing oh, yeah. with so I can package in the risk. There's no there's no ability to package in anything. You don't even know. He could play four games. He could start week one, and then everybody thinks everything's good. He's starting. That means everything's good. The trial, the trial can't conclude until 2023. He's fine. No, he's not. He could be ripped from week four and never return. He could play less games in this scenario than if he was slapped a six to eight game suspension earlier. You know. Yeah, because that exemplist that exemplist is scarier than any suspension because if like like you're like you've been saying, if that video let's say, I don't know, two days before week one, that video drops, he's on the exemplist and he's not coming back. Like there's no way that they're gonna have a ruling settled. If they're just going to let the system play itself out. And now you're looking at how long is he going to be suspended in 2023? Yeah. It, That's it, like the, the thing with him. And, and to be honest with you, I, I don't see, I don't see the risk like way, way overshadows the upside because if I'm getting, like I said, if I'm getting Jefferson and a digs Jefferson and Debo Jefferson and lamb, and then I'm getting, you know, I'm getting Grease Hall as my RB1. I like those three guys because, like, I, like I've always put into perspective, if he gets if he gets suspended, now you just wasted a pick. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing. Even J- Jerome just said it here, and I've been saying this for, for months. It's not about, like, even remove Kamara from the equation in, to some degree. It's not about Kamara. It's about other players. There are safer players that I like more where Kamara's going, even if he's going, let's say, 2.8, not 2.1. He's going 2.1, 1.11. I want to say I saw something where Adam Rank took him, like, in the first round uh, the other night. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand. Like, there's so many safer players, especially if you're talking at the, the round one, two turn. There's Lamb. There's Diggs. There's Javante. There's Swift. Like, th- those are no-brainers. Even if Kamara came back... Tomorrow was no suspension guarantee. He was going to play all games. I'm still drafting Swift over him. I'm still st- drafting Javante over him. I'm still he's going to be in the top of round two if he was playing all games guaranteed. But like for him to have all this risk, 
I, honestly, I'd rather have ETN in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat over Kamara right now. In a heartbeat. Like, there's no risk. Oh, yeah. There's 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 risk with Kamara. You know, there's risk with any running back, but but no risk in terms of, like, that we know of right now for ETN. So it's a, it's a slant. Like, my line in the sand is when ETN, Brees Hall, uh, all those guys are gone. Then I, then I would maybe in one league because I'm feeling crazy. I would take him in one league, only one league. I don't want any part of it. I think. Yeah, I, I honestly think the move is you just fade Kamara completely, and if you really, if you really want to be aggressive, trade for him. Yeah, when when someone's freaking you know, out. And that that yeah. that's that's a yeah. total that's a total you move. That's a total you move too. Like just come in and scoop them up from from yeah. some panicked owner, and then you're gonna. I know you're gonna be text. You're gonna be texting me on the on the on the the one on one text line, which 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 uh, this guy's a loyal loyal diehard from the beginning of that text line. You're gonna text me saying, "Hey Smitty, you know how we said uh, stay away from Camara? I just got Camara for, I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna tell me like you picked up somebody off waivers and you got Camara for him." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I've been I've been shocked with some of how like with how these drafts have turned out. Um, just like just watching people's strategies and stuff like that, because I've my strategy has changed a lot since 2020 when I first started using um, you know your your uh, your content and stuff like that. Like I I fade I fade the, the running backs like heavy because I, I hate playing the game of oh well if I draft this guy I better make sure I have you know, two or three other running backs or his, or his handcuffs. Like I'd rather have, like, give me, give me the wide receivers. Give me the, Bro. the dominant quarterback or tight end and I'll figure yeah. out the running back later on. Cause someone's bound to get hurt. One of the first conversations I remember having with you was JT and going after JT when he is super undervalued. And that was the year, his rookie year, I believe, where he didn't really fully get unlocked and we didn't really get a, a sense of what he was going to do. Like, we knew what he could do, but he wasn't fully fully delivering on that. But I, I remember talking about that. And that's the way I look at it, too. Like, the ETNs, the Brees Halls, I'm more about that value than going and chasing, you know, that top value. Although, like, Javante. Like, Javante has every bit that JT upside. That, that that everybody saw, yeah. but wasn't sure if it was going to come to fruition. They were worried about Hines. I mean, everybody knew JT had top five to ten potential, but nobody wanted to go near it. Nobody wanted to go near it. Just so, like nobody wants to go near Javante at top one to five value. But people will have foggy memories, yeah. and people like us are going to be sitting there going, "Hey, uh, remember when you didn't like Javante as a top five running back?" And every single person we we say that to is going to go, no, I I liked him. I no, I thought he could be top one to five. I, I did. Uh, I just thought, you know, you know, I didn't know when. You know, everyone's going to pretend to be on the train, bro. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I look at I look at the rankings now, and Javante is way undervalued. Everyone's freaking out because they bring back Melvin Gordon. They're like, oh, well, they're going to split carries again. Personally, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I think it's going to be more of like a, a 70-30 type split. But the most important thing is Russell Wilson is the is the biggest key because Javante will never see a stack box, ever. <laughs> no yeah. one's going to be game planning of how to stop Javante. Yeah. You've got, you got Albert O, you've got, you got the two receivers, 
now you got Hamler that could be running around like a, like a nut. Like, I, I love Javante this year. I, yeah. I'm actually surprised. And, and today I got him in the third round. Hey, uh, Sean. Sean says you would take Javante over Camara if Camara was to play every game this season? Question mark. That's ridiculous. You act like Melvin Gordon doesn't exist. Hey, Sean, let me make it real abundantly clear for you, just so you know what channel you're watching, because this may not be the channel for you after after I tell you. Javante Williams could be the number one overall running back in 2022, pal. Number one, not number two, not number three, number one. In in my mind, this guy has so much potential that that I'll be disappointed if Javante is the number one or number two running back. So I just want to clarify, Sean, and pile it on top of what you already think is ridiculous to let you know how much more ridiculous I am. Just so you know up front. Um, anything else you got? No, other than that, no. It, you know, it's just I'm I'm I'm. I will not touch Kamara. I, I don't care. I mean, you either got to put him on waivers or I got to get like a super cheap steal of a trade, you know? Yeah. Because it's just too much of a risk to me. That's, that's just how, where I stand. Yeah. I agree. I'm not going near him. I'm not going near him. There's no way he's going to be anywhere near my line in the sand. My line in the sand is after ETN, after Brees Hall, after. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of even wide receivers that are that late. Like A.J. Brown, take A.J. Brown over Kamara in a heartbeat. You know, and those are all third-round like players. Those are all third-round players. Yep. Like, so fourth round. Like, yep. maybe Kamara in fourth round, maybe. I mean, Brees Hall. Is Brees Hall still there in the fourth round? Because he had one carry for, what, uh, like five yards or something or whatever. Uh, so, or, or he had a couple yep. carries for one yard or whatever. So people are going to freak out again. Maybe Brees Hall falls to round four. Guess what? I'm taking Brees Hall over Kamara, so. It's going to go on and on and on. Oh, 100%. 100%. Hey, what, uh, before you go, I'd be, I'd be very interested in your take on this. Yesterday, we talked about that report. Where's that report? Let me put it on screen if I can find it real quick. Uh, this report right here, it says, uh, oh, no, that was Dobbs. This report we're going to talk about later, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers talking about uh, Dobbs. I love Dobbs. Um, here, here's this report right here. Um, Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach said Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are the 1A and 1A. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Aaron Jones right now? Are you are you thinking, I kind of feel like he's getting a little overdrafted. And it's not that I don't think Aaron Jones could, like he could deliver. Like my roulette wheel example, if he's a roulette wheel, he's got a lot of spots that have a big green check mark. You know, so so I'm very I'm very very aware that Aaron Jones could catch 90 passes in this offense where it doesn't have Devonte Adams, but I feel like there's more red X's like bust X's on this roulette wheel that we're going to spin than people are giving him, uh, than people are are attaching to his you know ADP value because I feel like 12, 13, 14, 15 is where he's going right now, and if if you've got a coach calling him 1A and 1A. You know that that means that that Dylan's going to get some receiving work too. It's not like we're guaranteed to have them both on the field at all times. Guaranteed to have a ninety reception Aaron Jones. It could be a rotation that we don't understand, and we're throwing our hands up and saying, "Why not get them both on the field?" I don't think. I just feel like there's a little more risk that I'm comfortable with around the two point two to two point five. I liked him at the turn. 
when he climbed up into the turn, I was feeling pretty good about it. But now I feel like we're paying a little bit higher price tag. Do you agree or disagree? I, I, I just want to get your take. It's all about preference. Like I'm, I, I'm an Aaron Jones guy. I like Aaron Jones. Um, but if you're going to give me the two based on value, I'm taking, I'm taking um, AJ Dillon all day long because I've gotten him so late in drafts as opposed to um, Aaron Jones. And I, I just feel like, like you said, like a one A and a one A. Even if Jones does get more of the work, in total, like Dillon proved last year that he could produce. And if he's on your bench is like, I don't know, you, you draft Pollard or you have Dylan Ishar before, I, I think you're sitting pretty. Um, like, Jones is getting drafted kind of around where Kelsey was, Tyree Kill. Um, in this la- latest draft, Swift went two spots before him. Uh, Mark Andrews, you got Javante. Yeah. I, I like all those names over Aaron Jones just because of the value that you can get in Dylan. And that's uh, like the same way I feel like I, I love, like, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Brian Robinson's a guy I've been taking like last round. Um, I love a lot Brian. of guys have caught on to Damian Pierce. You're not get you're not I getting Brian Robinson in the last round anymore. He's probably climbing to like I would say eight to ten, and then he's going to go higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. Gibson and him will swap soon, but yeah, people yeah. people the casuals don't know that 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 transitions happened. But Gibson, like as much as Gibson's in a void, like he's a seventh to eighth round player. Um. He he's starting to look like a really good super handcuff at some point, <laughs> you know. Like once Gibson becomes the official handcuff and he gets taken later than B Rob, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> let me let me re let me turn my brain off and turn it back on and look at this from a fresh perspective. Antonio Gibson's one of the best handcuffs in fantasy football. <laughs> like all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, Sean, hold on, Sean. Sean had to interject again. Sean. I just want you to know where you're at, bro. I want you to read the room because, you know, I appreciate you being here. I'm not, I'm not saying I want you gone or anything. I, I just want you to know you don't obviously understand how much I like Javante, so let me clarify it again for you. He says Melvin Gordon will get more touches uh, than the second back on the Saints. Okay, I don't know what that's relating to, but he says this guy, meaning me, this guy, you can speak to me too. I'm reading your comments. This guy acts like he would take Javante over CMC. No, Sean, I would take Javante. I'm not acting like anything. This isn't me pretending or putting on a theatrical performance. I would take Javante over CMC, Sean. I don't. I don't just follow the sheep to slaughter, or the lambs to slaughter, or whatever. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll march to my own drum, the beat of my own drum, Sean. Okay, and no, I'm not new. I'm not new to the fantasy business, by the way, if that's what you're thinking. So uh, uh, it's called ahead of the curve, outside of the box thinking, and I don't care what anybody thinks about what I say. And Javante over CMC all day long. I don't think it. I know it. I'm taking it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Sean. All right, Mike. Appreciate you, my man. Yeah, no problem. Later. I think Sean might have just found us. Sean, let me show you something that might change your mind. There's a little man called Javante Williams that is on a shuttle to Mars. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Let me ask you a question, Sean. Do you see Melvin Gordon on the Mars man list? Dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. The answer is no. Do you see Christian McCaffrey on the Mars men list? I don't think you do. Sean, I don't think you do. 
Javante is a Mars man. Get used to it, Sean. Javante is on another galaxy. I know. Some people don't know. Some people don't know that 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 McCaffrey literally like McCaffrey <laughs> like McCaffrey is this the same guy that people DM me about and say, "Hey Smitty, are we going?" Like someone that doesn't know the content that comes stumbling in, which is fine, and we welcome new people all the time. Sean, I hope you pitch your tent here. I say welcome home, Sean. You might say goodbye. I say welcome home. You say goodbye. Okay, <laughs> but if, if it's funny because there are people that will come in here and say something like, uh, <laughs> come in here and say something like, uh, and guys, be nice to Sean. I want Sean to stay, but, but, um, <laughs> they come in and say, Smitty, we taken JT or Christian McCaffrey at the one pick as if I'm on board this conversation. Are we taking like, like it's narrowed down and decided that Christian McCaffrey is a top five pick. I don't think so. I don't think so. This guy's shown up for two years. You think I'm going to put him in my top five? You think I'm going to put Christian McCaffrey in my top five? Wrong. Muy mal. I don't think so. Sean, I hope you stay. Welcome home, Sean. Welcome home. Um, Welcome, Sean. We all got jokes in here. Yeah, it's all good. I want Sean to stay. Saquon or Javante? What, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What do you think I'm going to say based on all that? <laughs> Saquon's a third rounder, bro, in my mind. I know some of you are taking him in the second round. Guy's, you know, made of glass. Hopefully that glass is hardened into steel, okay? But but if I just told you Javante could be the number one overall player in fantasy football 2022, what, what do you think I'm going to say here, pal? And, and I just showed you the Mars men list. Is Saquon on the Mars men shuttle? He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. No, I don't see him. Anybody see Saquon? Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. I don't see him. <laughs> Attaboy. Look at, look at Hay. Hay's a good sport. Hay's like Javante, duh. That's right, but that's right, buddy. Appreciate you. No, I appreciate. I salute you. I work for you. the The crazy part is, I work for Sean. Sean just doesn't know it yet. I work for Sean. Is Etn on the shuttle? Uh, Etn is here. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Payload delivered. Space monsters. Payloads being delivered as we speak. Um, and guys, be nice to Sean. We want Sean to, to pitch his tent here. I'm hoping Jamar Chase or Swift falls to me at the 11 pick. I mean, Chase is, Chase is hard to imagine falling. Swift can fall. ETN to the moon, absolutely. Smitty, do you draft Melvin Gordon to handcuff to Javante? Um, if, if the price is right, I don't go out of my way to do it, but if the price is right, a lot of times Melvin goes so high that I'm looking at St. Brown, I'm looking at Burrow, I'm looking at those guys I want in my lineup, Schultz, Dalton Schultz, I'm not, I'm not messing around with Melvin Gordon, 
a backup, uh, you know, when you can get those hardcore starters. 144 people in the chat right now. Appreciate everybody. Wipe your feet. 125 thumbs up. Let's get that to match a little closer if we can. Javante to Mars, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Melvin Gordon. And off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. Talk about Damian Pierce, Dylan. The moon man. Dropping loads. You mean this guy? Space. Damian Pierce, space baby. Horses. Damian Pierce is excited. Of course, we love Damian Pierce, bro. Damian Pierce is a, is a, is a moon man. He's a moon man for sure. Jace, appreciate you and your super chat. Oh, this is a super chat. I, I, I was just reading it. Jace. Appreciate your super chat, buddy boy. Please talk some Damian Pierce. Let's talk a little Damian Pierce. I just showed you he's a moon man. Um, I would say, Dylan, we're looking at a, a crafty running back three flex option. Like, I'm paying flex value at this point for Damian. I'm paying flex value for Damian. And I feel like I'm going to expect flex value. I've got high expectations for Damian. He's going to drop monster numbers in 2022. I really, really like him. I think the Houston Texans are very undervalued as well. Very undervalued. 254 in here. Please hit that thumb up button. Uh, Just finished a mock draft where I landed. This is almost too long, crazy world, but because you're my boy, I want to make sure I read it. I landed uh, Josh Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis. If I could manage that in a live draft to the moon. Yeah, it depends on where you're drafting Gabe, though. Don't draft him too high. I've had people tell me they're drafting him in the fourth round, and that's way too high. I like the stack idea. I like Chase and Burrow, too. That's my favorite stack. Pierce in the seventh round, Kurt, definitely could happen. I've seen him going seven, eight, nine, all over the place. Niner um, says Lance to the moon, absolutely. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hello? Goodbye. Just handcuffed Melvin to Javante. Got him in the 13th. That's perfect. Uh, I'd grab Melvin in round 13. No no problem. No question about it. Lock it in. But like in like the 8-9, like when I could grab Damian Pierce? No. It just depends on where he's going. You bet, Dylan. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate you, Terry. I still think Henry will... uh, Moldy's yelling at me in capital letters. I still think Henry... I still think Henry will be rushing leader this year. Comeback player of the year. Moldy, just like I said... Let me give you the example of the roulette wheel. Every single player is a roulette wheel, my friend. My son. Every single player is a roulette wheel. Derrick Henry is a roulette wheel. Derrick Henry has X number of roulette spots. Okay? Derrick Henry, in my opinion, has more potential bus spots than he does. Try back, try back one more time. I missed the call. I'm sorry. 
Derrick Henry has more potential bus spots on the roulette wheel than he does home run spots. Okay? And let's even call a couple of these indifferent spots. And the indifferent spots would be where he probably, you know, gets gets hurt like in week 10, but delivers for like majority of the season. So Derrick Henry, that ball is bouncing around the roulette wheel. The odds of it falling in one of these spots is high. Uh, is there a chance Derrick Henry delivers? Sure. But the thing I'd say to you is what's going against him and what's going for him. The only thing going for him is he's built different. That he's a monster. I get all that. Like that that's not tangible. What's tangible is he's got a four hundred carry season that broke him. A two thousand yard carry season or two thousand yard season in the same four hundred carry season that broke him. Play in his foot. Coming back from that. Potentially losing a step. Yards per carry dip from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Getting older. He's past the age barrier of running backs where this is arguably if it is his last year it is arguably for you know the 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 year where he dips or he dips right at the end of it his age and the mileage both together scream avoid to me scream avoid not just i worry about him they scream avoid because there's two big red flags he's too old for a running back to endure that level of production it's just it it's it's hard he's going to be hard pressed to stay healthy it's not his fault but when you get to it that 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 certain point in the mileage that he has even from high school all the mileage from high school i believe he had the fifth highest carry season in college football um in one year so that all the high school mileage all the pro mileage uh doesn't matter if he was used a little in the beginning of his career and the last 2.5 years 2.5 years not even a 3 year window 2.5 years, the dude has got 920-plus carries in 2.5 seasons, bro. That's unreal. You know how many, you know how many carries Christian McCaffrey ha- has to his name? And I know he catches the ball a lot too, but it just for perspective, Christian McCaffrey has under 800 career carries. Under 800 career carries. And Derrick Henry, not on his NFL career, on just the last 2.5 seasons, he has 920 plus carries, more than Christian McCaffrey in a 2.5 year window. So trust him if you want. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You're not taking a lap over it. It's certainly arguable, but the odds, I believe, are forever in my favor on this one. Michael O with the monster. $20 hauler, Michael. Michael says, three QB wide receiver stacks I like this year. Burrow, Chase, definitely the best in my opinion. Or Higgins is a good alternative. Agreed. Agreed. Where's my map? Where's my... Agreed. Um, high upside hurts and A.J. Brown. Agreed. Lance Ayuk, I like that, but I like the Lance and Debo better. Agreed. Love all three. Love all three. Uh, Marco, appreciate you. I'm the fourth pick overall. Who am I drafting, Smitty? Love the show. Um, if 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 
Jamar Chase or JJ are there. In either order, you could go JJ one. You could go Chase, you know, over him. But but if either of those guys are there, if you want to go RB, if you're dead set on RB, you need RB. It's the way you draft best. You know yourself. Then then I honestly go Najee Harris. But I, if you think you could get Javante in round two, if you're drafting with a bunch of of magazine drafters, bro. I would go after I would go after Javante in round two without hesitation. Even if you get a running back, I go Javante in round two. But Jace, uh, Chase or Jefferson's very safe in PPR. If it's PPR, if it's if it's non PPR, I probably lean I probably lean Najee. Why are experts ranking Debo so low? Your guess is better than mine. Not as good as mine. Your guess is better than mine. I have no clue why experts are ranking Debo so low. Um, Debo Samuel is playing wide back. Debo Samuel, if he isn't playing wide back, is doing more damage through the air. Debo Samuel was fifth in the NFL in yardage. Debo Samuel was number one in the NFL in yards per catch. Debo Samuel was number two in the NFL in yak yards. Debo Samuel was like first or second in 20 and 40 plus yard catches. Somewhere around the one to to two rank for both of those categories. What are people thinking? Doubting Debo. Could he get hurt? Sure. That part I get. He had a lot of mileage up the gut that he shouldn't have got. And no one wants him running up the gut. That's running back carries. That's not wide back carries. That's running back carries. He's not playing running back anymore. It's a big difference between playing wide back and running back. His contract actually pays him to play wide back. And he gets incentives to play wide back. So people run their mouth about him not playing wide back. And they don't know what they're talking about. He's not playing running back. Uh, Swifter, Javante, look in a vacuum. Vlogs, I'm taking Javante. But when I when I think I could get both of them by going Swift first, I'll go Swift. And I'll try and draft both of them. Unless Chase is there, I'll take Chase and then I'll take Javante in round two. What else we got? 271 in the building. Swift, Swift at the end of round one if possible. Absolutely love Swift at the end of round one, bro. Love it. Swift and Javante all day long. Swift and Lance, Swift and Devante, uh, Devante Adams. But Javante, I'm not passing on. Plain and simple. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to and where are you calling from? This is uh, Matt. I'm calling from Monroe, New Jersey. Matt from New Jersey. What's up, Matt? How can I help you? All right. Well, I'm in a uh, 10-team PPR uh Keeper league, and I know who's going to be taken or kept this this year. I have the six pick out of ten. Um, JT is going to be gone. CMC is going to be gone. Javante's a keeper. Swift's a keeper. So pretty much out of the running backs, the top ones will be Najee and uh, Dalvin. But would you consider taking Justin Jefferson at six? I mean, I'd take him at two. I'm not saying I for sure would, but I would. I'm strongly considering JJ and Jamar Chase at number two overall in a fresh startup dynasty keeper redraft PPR draft. Doesn't matter. I don't care what anybody says, bro. These guys could be. So maybe this will. I know. And let me ask you this: If my keeper T Higgins in round six, would you take Jamar round one to have that duo? Why not? Why not? You know why? Because round six is very spread out and far away. It's not crazy draft capital to invest. Think of it from, from think of it like this, bro. If you're looking at, I don't know if you can see the screen, or if not, I'll I'll, I'll say it out loud for you, and I'll I'll do it on the board for everybody else. But 
in 2020, 2021, you had uh, in round one, you had Mahomes going like at the tail end of two or top of three. So Mahomes. Yeah, someone did that last year. Yep. Yeah, so Mahomes had this value. Tyreek Hill had first round value. If the Chiefs do bad, right. you got your first and second round picks off the board and your your team has to be carried by your third, fourth, and fifth round players. And that's not going to necessarily get right. it done week in and week out if you have a bad Chief game. But when you're talking about in your situation, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. You said T. Higgins in round six? Yep, he's my keeper. And Chase in round one, if, if you take him? Uh, he'll if he's there. I'm pretty sure the guy in front of me is going to say Cook. Yeah, um, so, but we'll see. But I'm confident. Yeah. Yeah. So see how far apart these guys are spread. If the Bengals do bad, you still got yeah. your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth round players to carry your team. Not a big deal. Not a big That's deal true. at all. It's all about. It's all about what you have surrounding <laughs> the duo. When people say you shouldn't have players from the right. same team, it matters on the draft capital. It matters what other supporting cast members you have. And in this case, these are so far apart, it's not a big deal. I even draft Joe Burrow. In fact, I 100% if he's there right. in round five draft Joe Burrow. You're not getting him in seven. I now thought, now yeah. you have these this tripod, bro. Right. This tripod of goodness just scoring sure. points all over the board, bro. All over the board. So, and then the last question, so real quick, um, and I love your uh, show, you're, the, you're top notch. The um, show loves you. If, Je- if, if Jefferson and, and Jamar is there, knowing that Higgins is my keeper, you're saying go with Jamar? No, I'm not. I'm not saying for sure. I mean, look, okay. I like both of them. And, and, I, and right. I love... What would be the... What would be the what would, no, saying, what would be the better choice, you think? Pairing Jamar with Higgins if he's there or just taking Jefferson he's there and you got Higgins. If Higgins you there. already have Higgins, it would probably make me lean J it probably make me lean JJ. You know, because I'm I'm already on the fence about okay. it. But but I I do like the diversity a little more when you're talking about a guy that's already True. arguably the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Not to mention that okay. that JJ <laughs> could have two thousand yards this year. And then my last question for you is on the turn back in round two, obviously I would go with the running back. Who do you think um, I should take? Like I told you, I know Najee, Cook, all the top notches. I mean, would you go with the Fournette? Like what would be a good second round running back to pair up with Jefferson and Higgins? Um, I need to know more names, but I'm not, I'm not a Fournette guy at all. At all. You're not? Okay. No. No, I like Rashad I mean, White. I know if the – not same. I mean, res- I mean if Kel- what if Kelsey fell? Would you do that and wait to get a running back in round three? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, if you got JJ Kelsey and Higgins, you're you're a very strong team. I feel like it depends right. on your expectation and what you know about your league mates. Will you end up getting a, a ETN? Can you get an ETN still? If you can, right. then I think you might be okay. You're gonna have a light running back crew. But I take the best player available right. every time. If if ETN and okay. Brees Hall, if he, if ETN and Brees Hall are there in round two in a keeper format, where yeah. you're essentially like yeah. in in the middle of round two, you're really in round three in a keeper format like yours. True. So Hall or ETN are, are fantastic third so. round players. But but you know, I, I I think he, yeah. no ETN will definitely be there. That's all I was going to ask you. If I had Jefferson and ETN, 
And then Jiggins is my keeper and just let the chips fall as they may at three and four. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, take best player available, but but yeah, most certainly. You got it. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, Smitty. Thank, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Keep up the good work. Yeah, call in any time, man. All right. Later. All right, Michael dropping another super chat. Michael, appreciate you dropping a, a $5 holler. And uh, to the moon, Michael. And then we got uh, we got Chase, uh, Jace with another one. $9.99 holler. Let's see here. Let's answer these two uh, monster super chats here. Uh, trying again. I missed your call. I apologize. Uh, Chase, or Jace, I'm sorry, Jace. Schmitty, you draft any leagues with the subs or got any buy-in leagues? Uh, we do. We do. Uh, we have the Cooper Cup League. We talked about it yesterday. Cooper Cup League, the winner's getting that that uh, amazing, amazing Tyreek Hill uh, a, a helmet that's phenomenal that Grant showed everybody yesterday. And then on top of that, the Tomlinson autograph frame jersey. Uh, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to and where are you calling from? Shy. Some people are shy. But Jace, I appreciate you. Uh, can't draft on underdog because of the state laws. Okay. Um, yeah, Jace, we might have another We might have another league. We for sure are going to have them like starting in January for 2023. We'll do another 96 or 100 and something uh, team league. So get ready for that. Um, and January will come quick, but we, we may have one more. I don't know. It's kind of close. We, we have one more league that's going to potentially be happening and you're just going to kind of have to keep tabs on that. Everybody wants in. Um, but I'll do my best to try and open it up to everybody, but I don't even know how many spots we're going to have left in that league, but we, we might be at a point where we don't have any more for this year, but maybe we do some mid season league. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Jace is if I can have somebody manage it for me. And be the commission of it because I got too much going on. I might find one of my amazing, you know, subscribers here, a mod or somebody that's you know totally into it, and I, I'll get them to to run it. We'll do a mid season draft, you know, like week eight we draft for weeks nine on. It's a fresh league, you know what I'm saying? We're probably gonna do a lot of that stuff during the season. So get ready for that. Appreciate you, Jace, for the super chat. Uh, Overcome, what's up, my man? What up, man? How much, man? Hey, what do you think about uh, Chase Mixon stack? Um, who who's there when Mixon's on the board? Um, uh, Aaron Jones. Um, Swift. Swift, give me uh, give me Swift over Mixon all day. Here, here's why. Like again, going back to the board, which I completely annihilated. Otherwise, I could have still used that same uh, uh, drawing that I did. But if you go back to the board right here, and I don't know if you can read the, or see this, but if you can't, don't worry. I'll I'll describe it. But when you're talking about Chase and Mixon, unless there's some keeper value there, you're getting Chase in round one. You're getting Mixon in round two, and that draft capital is the worst kind of like draft capital in terms of tying two players together because it's your first or your second round pick. And if anything goes wrong in a Cincy game or they rotate scoring for you, 
you're literally relying on your third, your fourth, your fifth rounders, your sixth rounders to carry you each week because these are off the board if there's a bad game. And so I don't like that at all. I'd much rather have you get swift here and then have the the, the Joe Burrow right here and rely on that Cincinnati combo, which is my favorite draft strategy of 2022 because Chase and Burrow are that 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 you know same team stacked that's spread out so far apart that there's no ramifications during a bad Bengal game. You can still win your week. I don't like the second and first rounder coupling of Mixon and Chase. I don't. I think it's too risky to put it all to put it all in the Bengals and in that sense. Roger that, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I'm not sure, man. I'm at work, so. Okay. Listening to the show too. So All right, man. Pre- awesome show, dude. Yeah, appreciate right. you, man. Thanks, Later. Dude. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to, and where are you calling from? Hey, what up, brothers? Jacob in Cincinnati. What's up? You said, what's your name? Jacob in Cincinnati. Jacob, Cincinnati. What's up, my man? Yes, sir. What's up, brother? So I got a question for you. I'm thinking about stacking AJ Brown with Hertz, but I'm going to have to reach for Hertz if I want him because I'm picking third in a 12 man league. See any value in the boom on that or no? Uh, where are you thinking? What round are you thinking about taking Hertz? Um, I'm going to have to jump for him. It's probably going to have to be probably around fifth or sixth. Yeah, that's but fine. If I do um, that, I'm missing out on the tight end probably. But I'm yeah, let, let, just, let's eh, fine. Let's say worst case scenario, you go six. You're going to get AJ Brown in three. Yeah, I'm probably going to get Brown in three. That's Love. if I don't go two receivers first, but I'm probably not going to go that way. Love the stack because this is late draft capital. Like, here's what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm talking about. This stack is amazing because you have your first, your second, your fourth, your fifth, your seventh, your eighth, all to carry you if anything goes wrong or awry in if in Philly, you know, for a week or two or if they have a bad game or whatever. So absolutely love the stack. I mean, you, th- you throw in a... A Jamar Chase, if you get so lucky, or uh, what you have the third pick. Okay, so let's say you take JJ. Yeah. If you were to get so lucky and get Javante, you literally just walk straight to the bank. You know, if you had that crew right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. I was... But but like let's yeah, say... I know. But his stock is his stock. JJ, his stock has been rising. It's just uh, I don't know if he's going to be there. Who? Oh, uh, you talking about JJ at the third pick? Yeah, yeah. I, that's where I'm going. If I if I go to Robert if I go Robert Steve first, yeah, I'm going at the third pick. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, who do you think is going to be there for your second round pick? Second round, it's, it's been tough, and honestly, I've been picking the running back lately. So, I mean, you're looking at guys like Deontay Johnson, Waddle, uh, guys in that area, and I'm kind of like, I'm not really confident in that's too any hot. of those guys in the second round. Deontay, no. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. I mean, with the receiver, if I'm going with another receiver. Hill, maybe if he's there, but he's been getting picked up like first or second. Yeah, second bro, round. don't touch. Yeah, don't touch Yantay or yeah, don't touch Yante till like round four or five. And and um, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, McLaurin's there, Pittman's there. He's another one that's there around. That's when I'm coming back around. So I mean, not really guys that I'm really looking into. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're going to get here at this pick. This could put you in a bind. You almost might want to consider. Going Najee or whoever you like right here. I love JJ, but you could be in a bind here if you're thinking the running backs are going to be scooped up and, and they're pretty close anyway in value. Uh, I, I mean, like, let's say you get 
I'm trying to think of the, the would Debo fall potentially? You don't think Hill or Debo would be there? Nah, definitely not in this league. Uh, too many Sam, too many. I got a couple Frank San Fran fans for what he did last year. A lot of guys. Yeah, but someone's gonna fall. People are making bad bad picks. Someone's gonna fall, bro. Like you're saying things yeah. like Waddle and like <laughs> the, the, Waddle's right. like a fourth you know, rounder or third. third round with them, but yeah, right. But you know, I mean, no real draft is ever like a mock draft. So somebody's always gonna do. That's yeah, I don't know, bro. I have a feel. I have a feeling. I have a feeling you're gonna have really good players here, um, more than you expect. So I would probably, if you think Javante won't fall, which he he may or may not depends on the league. I would I would think Najee here wouldn't be a bad idea for you. And then you got AJ Brown, your Hurts idea. I, I think it'll be okay that way. But you could be putting yourself in a jam if you don't grab Najee, maybe, or or running back you like at at, at one point three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at one point, I'm looking at Eckler because from what I've been reading, Eckler has the, the Chargers have the easiest schedule for running backs for like the first six or seven weeks. And I looked at it. I mean, they're not good run defenses. So, I mean. Yeah, it depends Eckler on the data. Depends up. on the data. Like, my, my my data shows if you combine PPR and, uh, and, and non, you know, if you, if you look at rushing and receiving, it's a little different to most people's, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Eckler a lot and, and you could take Eckler there and I'd be completely fine with it. Completely. Okay. Cool. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate you calling anytime. Um, let me get to these super chats. Uh, uh, Michael says for the current call, six round is crazy. Good value for Higgins. Yep. And if you take Chase, regardless of injuries, you still have a top five wide receiver at a boy. But but in his case, I mean, I, I don't mind going JJ and having Higgins and then get Burrow. But the the Burrow Higgins and Chase stack is probably very hard to get. Like you'll rarely be in a position to ever own that stack that way. So maybe maybe I am tempted to go Chase to to have the Burrow Chase Higgins stack because it's very rare you're ever going to see that again with that six round Higgins value. Uh, what's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, what's up, Smitty? It's uh, Steven. Steven, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Massachusetts. Okay. What's up, my man? What can I do for you? Uh, I'm actually going to ask you, um, with the, the Michael Thomas uh, news, with his hamstring, um, I actually have like a draft like this weekend. Um and I was actually going to ask you, like, oh, are you, like, high on Olave? Where do you think that I should, like, target him just in case? Because it seems like Michael Thomas, is, it seems like his, like he's not over, like, his injury, like, history. Because at the beginning, at, at first, I was, like, because I was reading, like, the reports that he was looking good. But if, if, it, if he's going to go back to his ways of getting hurt, then maybe I should, like, try to pick up somebody else. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of MT, bro. I mean... I explain this to people like in tremendous detail and I, I get a lot of hate for it because I think people just don't like to hear negative, you know, projections on injuries and such. But when you're coming back from the amount of time off, he's been off. <clears throat> I apologize for my voice. I lose my voice and I can never get it back because I'm I'm constantly going live and screaming and, and yelling. Um I, I think uh whenever you come back from, from an extended period like that, from a very major injury where you injured this ligament here that that keeps um, the two bones from separating essentially that's the you know so when you when you injure it he literally felt like these two bones were dividing when he plant and and try and push off and it literally kept him out surgery kept him out he's been out two years he's been missing for two years and and when you come back from that kind of 
leave, you're you're trying to go a hundred percent, and you're gonna have compensation issues. So like Cam Akers, I fully expect him to have leg, lower body injuries, hamstrings, things like that. Uh, another Achilles re-injury, or you know some kind of compensation injury because he's off kilter. You know, like your car, your car's alignment's yeah. off. You're going to start causing other problems, right? Because it's compensating. Yeah. So it's very similar. The body's very similar. When you come back from an ACL tear, what happens? You have a hamstring issue, issue, or some other injury, or you 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 know, like Barkley struggled all year. Dalvin Cook his first year back struggled with hamstring issues. Um, MT is a total avoid for me. Now, do I love Olave? I suppose I, I like him. I don't know that I love Olave, but I like him. But do I think like a guy like Dobbs could do better? I kind of do, bro. I, I kind of feel like Dobbs okay. is one of the secret weapon wide receiver three fours in fantasy that, that everybody knows is coming, but he's still going to be a steal. Absolutely love. Yeah. I, I like Dobbs more than Olave right now. Not that I don't like Alave. Okay. I like Alave. They're both wide receiver three fours. You know, you probably draft them as a wide okay. receiver four, but they got like wide receiver three appeal. Like at some point, you might be injecting Dobbs and Alave into starting lineups as a wide receiver three, with injuries and such. You know. Well, because the way the way that you're talking, like, because like the way that's been looking, especially like with the stuff with like Kamara, if, if he's at KZM, then he's not going to be there, and then like. Maybe like especially like what's going on with like Michael Thomas and, and all that type of stuff. If he's really going to be like injury prone, they, they did try to draft that guy. And I was just thinking that maybe they try to give him the ball because because they they tried it out. I think it was like uh, last year at Callaway and Callaway was like struggling. So they, they're going to have to try to find somebody to throw the ball to. Bro, so bro, it's so- Alave instead of like Landry. It sounds know? like you're a big Alave fan, and that's fu- and you should follow your gut on that. You know, don't. Grab him doesn't mean you can't grab another guy in conjunction with it, and and you know if Alave doesn't do it, you got another another yeah. option. But like it sounds like you're very pro pro Alave, so trust your gut, man. Don't don't let anybody stray you away from a gut call, and I can tell this is one of your gut calls, so trust it, man. I like, well, I like your call too because like I, I'm definitely like interested in him uh, because it's not only you've been talking about it, but I've been like watching like Matthew Berry's been starting to talk about talk about him and like. And I, I, like, if we're gonna look at just as far as like who I trust a lot more, like I'm definitely trusting like Aaron Rodgers more than I'm trusting like Jameis Winston because we don't even know with him if if he if he's even gonna be healthy and if he if that's like another guy that that's gonna be like going down like the passing offense in in, uh, in New Orleans it might not even be it might be just like a whole like fade. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not liking like this is an example by overcome. I like Callaway a lot. Like I admittedly was wrong on Callaway. Like I pumped him up pretty good. Like, look, I got losses, I got misses. I don't, I don't. I'm not bashful about admitting when I'm wrong, but but I feel like Callaway was good. I think Callaway had a lot of talent, but New Orleans worries me, and I I don't know that I trust New Orleans. I don't trust him with Camara right now. I don't trust Winston. Um, I don't trust a lot of things going on in New Orleans, and so you know what? I just feel I feel like it just feels risky to me. But but Alave is so talented. That if there's one player that's going to survive, get you know, be running the ball as well on like jet sweeps or end arounds and just getting the the football in his hands, he's probably the guy. Like Alave is probably the guy I trust, you know, the most to be reliable. But I certainly don't yeah. trust New Orleans. 
Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I was thinking too. Is like, uh, but it's because like if anything, like even if he's like a like a like a flyer, like towards like the end, if I if I have like stacked like wide receivers, it's not like I'll be relying on that guy like too much, you know? Because especially like if I have like like you've been talking about, like if I get like Chase or like some of like just like some of like the top like guys. Worst worst case scenario, if he's actually like doing pretty good, he probably end up being like in like my bye weeks, depending yeah. on like how like my team shape. Bro, up. trust your gut. You you love him. Take him. Trust your gut. Uh, and one more, one more uh, question for yeah. you. Um, uh, cause I want to know, because I know you've been talking about like Burrow. Uh, do you like, feel like comfortable in taking like Lamar at any point of the draft, like depending on like where he falls? Just because I'm thinking that like they, they moved on and like, like I feel like he, he's going to have some type of like a bounce back just because it is like his contract year and like they've been talking about it. Like he hasn't been showing up to get paid. So you know that like, he wants to be like set like the, the quarterback market. Do you think that like where do you feel like comfortable drafting him? I don't feel comfortable drafting Lamar. Uh, I mean Lamar Lamar lost his number one wide receiver. I'm not sold on Bateman, a guy who has 500 yards to his name and a touchdown, a single touchdown, uh, conversion stats and okay. and all these met- metrics that people throw at you with Bateman. They don't mean much to me on 500 yards. It's not a big window of time and opportunity. Like could Bateman be the guy? Sure. But but is Lamar is Lamar capable of disappointing? Two years in a row, Lamar's has crapped the bed in one way or another. Whether it's getting hurt last year yeah. or busting for an entire weeks one through eight, you know he's like quarterback thirteen or fourteen from from the entire weeks one through eight. So Lamar's crapped the bed two years in a row. Runs so much, runs one hundred and fifty to one hundred and eighty times a season. The 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 team is. Yep. The offense is going to gear more toward running than ever, and Lamar gained 18 pounds. Ne- never, I don't care if it's muscle absorbing hits. I get it, I get it. But but the bottom line is, you gain 18 pounds and you're hitting the ground. You're it, go put on a backpack with 18 pounds in it, jump up in the air onto the ground over and over, and tell me how it feels. Like it, it's it's not. It it can absorb. It can have a pro and a con. But the con far outweighs the pro, in my opinion, when a player is used to playing at a certain weight. And people will say, he's Lamar. I think he'll be better. I think he'll be stronger because of it. It'll help him run more. You don't want him running more. Lamar's going to get hurt. There's a reason Lamar got hurt last year. There's a reason Lamar has, in my opinion, a short shelf life. And that if he does get that $230 million guaranteed bag from, let's say, Baltimore, that they're going to be... They're not going to get as long out of Lamar as they think if they're going to run him the way that they're running him. Not to mention, if you dial back Lamar's running, he doesn't do well. And whenever you try and control Lamar, he ends up struggling. And so, yeah. they're they're going to run more than ever. They've said they're you know they're, they're going to change to more of a running oriented offense, proven by getting rid of Hollywood Brown, right? And then on top of that, you've yeah. got a proven track record of when you do try and control him. You end up having him playing a little, little bit off. This is a guy you you can't control. You know he said he's a bad practice player. This guy's a on the field. Let him do his thing. And if you're going to try and curb him and and control him, you're not going to get the best l- result out of Lamar. So in, in the running back room is an all ACL team. I I just don't see how they're going to yeah. run the ball the way they want to run the ball successfully. So what does that mean? A midseason revert back to the to the same ways ways that they've been you know rolling the previous years, and it's like I don't know. 
I'm I'm not a big look. I said the same thing about the the Browns last year. Everyone laughed at me. You know the Browns would be fine. You know the Browns are amazing. They had a great draft. And what are you talking about? The Browns are going to collapse. The Browns collapsed. You know I feel very similar yeah. about the Ravens in some respects. And I know it doesn't set set well with a lot of people. And I could be wrong, but I just think there's a lot of red flags for Lamar getting hurt. You know what I will tell you? The Ravens could still have success even if Lamar struggles because I love Tyler Huntley. I love Tyler Huntley. I like this likely kid. And if Tyler Huntley gets on the field, it could spark this team. I'm not saying Lamar can't lead him, but I think Tyler Huntley, if he gets in there, is going to shine. And, and, and teams that didn't go after Tyler Huntley are crazy. You have teams that need a quarterback that just sat around talking about acquiring this guy. Let's get Baker Mayfield. Why not go after Tyler Huntley? Best backup yeah, in the NFL. I hear what you're saying because he did, he did pretty good against that, uh, against Green Bay. But nobody, uh, Lamar went down. Everybody thought that, like, uh, Green Bay was just gonna, you know, Green Bay was just gonna yeah. like basically like destroy him, and and Hundley actually like brought him all the way to the game, and the they almost are in a position to win. I mean, I know they tried for the two point conversion, but they're looking at like an overtime. Yeah, uh, I agree with I agree with you there. I think that he's get he's definitely like getting like overlooked and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, Stephen, I got to let you go. I got to get jumped to another call. Appreciate you, my man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the time, man. Yeah, call in anytime. All right. Uh, we'll take one more call. I got to get to these super chats real quick. Herbert Burrow, Lance Eckler. Uh, are you still here, Shane? I'm sorry, Shane. Herbert Burrow, Lance Eckler, Javante Walker, AJ Brown, St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Devontae Smith. What do you think of my team, Brant, bro? Herbert Burrow. Is this a this is a super flex? Obviously, Herbert Burrow, Lance. Like, you got trade power, and I don't even know if you need to make a trade because you got Eckler, Javante, A.J. Brown, same. Like, try and trade one of your quarterbacks for, like, a, an elite wide receiver. Can you imagine if you got Jamar Chase using Elijah Moore and Trey Lance, you know, or something, you know, crazy like that, or if you could get a wide receiver near that. Like, get Debo using – I hate to trade Trey Lance when you're getting Debo, but – uh, Tyler Huntley is my coworker's nephew. Can you get him on the show, Derek? Because I want to tell him what a monster he is. I got one question for Tyler Huntley. What's it feel like to be a sleeping giant? Is what I'd ask him, Derek. Uh, Shane, are you still here? Shane, I appreciate you for waiting. I'm sorry. To the moon. To the moon. Tyler Huntley, what's it feel like to be a sleeping giant monster, bro? That's what I'd ask him. Uh, Caleb. Are you still here, Caleb? Hurts, Connor, Mitchell, JJ, Evans, Hollywood Brown, Bench, Juju, Gordon, Spiller. One QB, two wide receiver. Okay. Hurts, Connor, Mitchell, JJ, Evans. I want to be honest with you, bro. That's what you want me to to, to be honest. You don't want me to just lie to you, right? You need to make a move. I don't know if you need to make a trade necessarily, but you need one move. This team is one move away. You're one move away. I don't think he could win in the current state, but it's it's built well, and you just need that right waiver wire guy. You get this year's Mitchell. There you go. Stay on top of the waiver wire. Stay on your toes. Stay on my show. My waiver wire show will drop either Sunday or Monday. Be on your toes, bro. 
Be on your toes. Don't let anybody take that top out of the of the year from you because you're going to need to make a move. And trade-wise, let me put your team back on screen. Shane, are you still here? Oh, that Shane, Shane, yeah, Shane's team is phenomenal. Debo for Lance and Moore, absolutely go get Debo, bro. Shane, you, I mean, if it's a two QB league, you can afford that, right? You got Hurts and Burrow. So I, I would go get Debo personally. Uh, Caleb, are you still here? Um, Hurts, Connor, Mitchell, JJ. So again, JJ Evans, Hurts, Mitchell. You got you got a really good core. You just need one one thing to happen, whether it's waiver wire trade, whatever. As far as a trade, I mean, I I would I would I would I would try and shoot for the moon and get Javante using Connor and you know whatever you can Hollywood Brown and Connor. I don't know. I don't know that you're gonna be able to do that. Brees Hall, ETN, those are guys I'd target. Rate my team. Hurts, Javante, ETN, Chase, AJ Brown, Fryer Muth. Very good. Brees. Love it. Love it. Javante, Brees Hall, ETN, Chase, AJ Brown. Feels like, I mean taking advantage of about eight other people or seven other people in your eight-man league is what I'm guessing, bro. At least a 10. There's no way that's a 12. That's absolutely crazy. Just ask her on Microsoft Teams, waiting for an answer. That would be sweet. Derek, that would be amazing. I could send you a link right now. (laughs) You could do it later. But I'd love to get Tyler Huntley on. I think Tyler Huntley is the most undervalued quarterback in the NFL. And if I was a GM, I would have traded for this man already. Probably could have got him for a third round pick. And here two teams are trading for Baker. Huntley in Carolina would have been phenomenal. Huntley in in uh in in Atlanta would have been good. I mean, I do think Ritter's got upside. My brother has Debo in our league. Would that be fair? I mean, it's a fair trade. I mean, Lance in a super flex, right? It's a super flex, right? Lance for Debo's completely fair. Uh, Marco says, QB, Russell, Wilson, Lance. <clears throat> Mixon, Kamara, Hall, Pierce, Pittman, Robinson. I mean, I like your team, but the problem is the Kamara, you know, Kamara uh, risk that you have. I mean, can you get Javante using him? Try. Try, try, try. All right, guys. Hit that like button on your way out the door. We'll be back for the 7 p.m. show. This was an emergency live stream. Your boy Smitty is live Monday through Friday. 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your lifetime membership, your one-on-one advice. The text line, one-on-one text advice with me, your boy Smitty, on-demand texting. Do it. Do it. TheFantasyFootballShow.com. Trade calculators, rankings, bull predictions, you name it. Go over there and get it. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. The link is in the description. Become a YouTube exclusive member and be able to drop your, your emojis. 
and whatnot. Appreciate everybody being here. And don't forget, I'll be back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, because I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. And whenever news breaks, that's why we're live right now. News broke, Alvin Kamara, I do an emergency live stream. That's how I roll. I'll see you all at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's go. Uh, Derek, I would say whenever he wants to, I can f- I can go live almost immediately if if uh, Tyler Huntley can jump on. I could go live pretty much whenever. Appreciate you all. Thank you for all the super chats. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Derek. Blackbeard says hit the thumb up button on your way out the door. Jay Wiz dropping a, a fire team there. Hurts, Lance Cup, Adams. Love it. Javante ETN taking grandmas down left and right. The local. The local uh, retirement community. <laughs> All right, guys. See you at 7 p.m. Eastern. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Okay, Derek. Message me on Discord. Appreciate you, Derek.